When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Well, it's those little treasures under the age of five and their families that Gloria de Gattano deals with, the private coach working with families trying to reduce screen time. Uh, in Bellingham, Washington, she is near Seattle. Hello, Gloria. Hello, Catherine. So what do you do when you work with families? Well, uh, I have developed uh, several programs and a uh, parent coach training program for professionals. So I also train professionals to work with the families based on all the success I've had. I've worked with parents, um, gosh, on this issue for over two decades now. So part of it is helping them feel confident, you know, in setting the limits. Part of it is helping to connect the dots between child's tantrums and misbehavior, and maybe it has to do with screen time, overusing the screen. And a lot of times it does, Catherine. What practical advice do you give them? Gosh, it depends on the age and stage of development, but a lot of the patterns that we see... Um, are supporting parents to reduce the screen time. Even if it's only 15 minutes a day, uh, they start to see, you know, all these major changes because the child then has more interest in other things in life. And so we know that, oh, gosh, kids need to be going outside or playing more, doing things, what I say, in three-dimensional reality. And so we look at what does the child love to do? Uh, what, ha- what do they like to do before they got hooked on Fortnite, for instance? And really work with the parent or the couple. You know, we would co- coach single moms or dads, uh, couples, or even small groups of parents to try different things over a, a course of two or three months, so weekly have a you know, conversation with a coach and try things and see what works best. The other piece that I think is so important because they do need to use technology wisely is to support um, uh, you know, creative expression through the technology. Like one mom I coached, um, her, her eight-year-old was really into that Minecraft video game and uh, she couldn't pry him away and then we just talked about you know what he liked to do before this and he loved his legos and he loved building things and by my asking questions she came up with the idea and it was really creative to hey he could build he could build his uh, minecraft world or do the characters in legos and she made a place for him in their in their uh, family room and he played, so the, so he was able to get off, you know, uh, because he he looked forward to that time in real time. And pretty soon his friends came over, and they were really enamored, and they were growing this Minecraft world in, you know, concrete world that the children so need. So, 
it's not so much about giving advice as it is exploring with the parent what will work for them, their unique needs, their special considerations. You know, are they both working? Uh, how old the child is? Uh, those factors are so much, uh, you know, in, have to be in play. When you're trying to substitute the screen activity for physical world activity, you just hit on something really important there. The brain, as our adult brains, when we're constantly checking our Facebook feeds or our news feeds, the brain is getting a reward out of the screen activity. And what you're wanting to do is to find a physical activity that the child likes and that will give them a similar little dopamine kick um, because we are increasingly becoming dopamine addicts from, the, from, from, our, from our use of, of technology. But is this what you're looking for? What is it that they will get the same enjoyment out of in the physical world? Well, um, there's two things I think that you're saying there, Catherine, that are really important. One is the child's brain is certainly not the adult brain, and we know that the brain is growing until the age of 25 and changing. The child's brain, the younger the child, the more it's like wet cement, and it's going to be habituated to two screens uh, in two major ways. The intermittent reinforcement, you know, uh, as you pointed out, the dopamine hit, and Adults, of course, 150 times a day, the average adult in the United States at least are looking at their phones. So that intermittent reinforcement of the dopamine hit is really a vulnerability of the human brain, and it's hugely vulnerable with young children. And then the other piece of this is that young brains, ages like babies to age two, they're in a, a more... Um, relaxed uh, delta and theta brainwave states and actually uh, more of the delta, the deeper brainwave state, more than they are in the active beta state. And then children between three and six are more in the theta brainwave state. It's really not until age 12 that kids are able to uh, be in, in a sustained brainwave beta state in which they're metacognitively thinking about the images that they're taking on and thinking about their own thinking, so to speak. So there's some important vulnerabilities. However, see, see so what happens is when they're um, externally on the two-dimensional screen, their, their thought process isn't there. But because they're they're zoned out, we even call it zoned out. Even if they're playing something, the game is constricted by the people who made the game. If they're in three-dimensional reality, they have to make some choices. Do I pick up the green Lego or the red Lego? They're asking themselves a question, and it isn't fast. It's very slow. Uh, Mr. Rogers in the United States in our PBS, you know, he was very slow and the children loved him. The parents were <laughs> frustrated with him because it was so slow. But if you watch young children play, this is the natural way to play because thinking is a slow process and they have to get into their game. Just like some of us might at, at holiday time, you know, bake a lot of cookies and we have to get, get our, our, our sugar out and our, you know, all our ingredients out and then we have to get our pan out and we have to get think about our bowls and we have to put this in, and we have to put this in. When children are in a regular play scenario where they have time to think through what they want to do, they'll do exactly that, even as young as two years old. 
So you've got the quick changing images. You've got the quick response needed. It, what we're doing in a nutshell is hyperactivating the low brain area and underactivating the cortex, which is the regulator. When the cortex is developed, then the child can self-regulate and the child won't be prone to as many tantrums. So there's some remedies for that that I can speak to, too, if you're interested. Would you please just summarize them for us? Yeah, so what we have, you know, with screen time is that kids get their their internal sense of self is externalized on the screen. They don't have the same type of time inside of themselves as we might have when we go out and look at the clouds or in a slower-moving environment or where we have to make choices or we go inside of ourselves to think through something. So when we slow down uh, the screen time images or have some time to talk with kids at any age level about what they're watching, mute commercials and talk about the show that you're watching uh, when you know the commercials are on is a great way to slow it down. The other go-to activity instead of giving children a lap, you know, a an iPhone or an iPad and giving them at, in the United States, the mean age is nine months old where children are starting now on these screens and it's hugely damaging to their development. So instead of that, and I understand, I so understand, and I was a single mom and I so understand uh, that, you know, parents are so busy and it's so easy, and our technology culture is forcing this, you know, and making it okay and normal, but it isn't. So uh, we can see so many positive results when parents use audio stories or audio books as the go-to, you know, here's what the child can do to be quiet and safe while I get dinner on the table or while, you know, mommy writes up a grocery list and, and daddy is doing this or that at work and he has to work from home and mom and dad are doing this. So the child can uh, get it, get used to listening to stories without a visual, which is hugely important because... We are still auditory people. We talk. Thank God we still talk to each other. Uh, listening to radio, radio stories. Even my sons, when they were in teens, they loved the old radio stories. Um, Sherlock Holmes and uh, The Twilight Zone was on, you know, audios. And we have such a plethora now of audio stories available at any age and stage of development. And thank that you. will support... Thank you, Gloria. I was just going to say, it sounds like you can tra- you're looking to substitute, aren't you? You're substituting either uh, with audio or you are substituting with a different kind of viewing or ultimately substituting with physical play. Thank you very, very much, Gloria Dagatano, uh, a coach uh, for families out of Seattle. It's a good time to plug RNZ Storytime, which is storytime.rnz.co.nz, or you can find it also by punching story time into the search function on our website and you'll find a huge range of audio stories and books for the children to enjoy. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. 
Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.